we're going to play um, a song that's the title track of a new album that we just put out. This one's called Bad Self-Portrait. Taking landscapes, stuck taking still lives, stuck making sculptures. Good. Yeah, you guys sound great. So happy that you were able to make a visit to E-Town Hall, work for your busy schedule in the midst of all kinds of exciting things. Um, I want to ask a little bit about the early stages of the band. I guess uh, we've got Mike on the drums and Bridget on the bass and Nick Duck on the trumpet and guitar and Rachel singing out here in the front, Lake Street Dive. 
Um, and Mike Olson, you grew up in Minneapolis. Are you, are you, did, did you come up with a name? Is that how this sort of started? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Start with a name, Lake Street Dive. Was it, you're thinking about a dive bar? Yeah, you know, start with the name, and uh, you know, the, you can't go wrong from there, right? It's really De depends on the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we very nearly went wrong yeah. for quite some time. No, the the, the name is a reference in to sort of a you know imaginary archetypal dive bar yeah. that you might find on one of the grimier roads down your main street yeah. in your town. Yeah. I always imagine that scene from the Blues Brothers where they're standing behind the chicken wire. The chicken wire, yeah. You know, and they have to play "Stand by Your Man" yeah. all night long. Yeah. Uh, it's a. Uh, when you're starting out, you gotta you gotta manage your expectations, right? Yeah. Um, so, who was the first recruit? You came up with the band name. Yeah, you know, I, I had known all of these, you know, uh, these folks uh, from either classes or living in the dorm. I should mention to our listeners that these guys all went to the New England Conservatory in in Boston. That's right. Which, in and of itself, is an accomplishment. A uh, relatively low ratio of admissions to applications. It was a very small school. Yeah, yeah tiny sure. little school. So, it, you know, it's, uh, well, it was at once not hard to pick these guys because there weren't a lot of other people. <laughs> um, but truly, truly the cream of the crop, I must say. <laughs> How am I doing, guys? Yeah, so you're so you're, bad. Yeah, just keep, keep you're funneling the friends. questions yeah. to McDuck. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, I think we better quickly turn to you. Thank <laughs> <Hey> God. <laughs> so, um... How did you know you were going to go to music school? Was there an artist or a, an event or a moment where you just said, you know what, this is something I'm going to do forever and I want to learn how to, how to be great at it? Um, I wanted to be a singer from a pretty early age. Um, I started singing when I was around five, and um, I didn't want to do anything else. I, I don't think I ever... I might have had, like, a month where I was, like, you know, thought about studying something vague like international relations or something. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I know, that is true, and actually. And then um, I was like, that's ridiculous. I don't know how to do anything else but sing. There is a, um, <laughs> you know, and I don't know if this is uh, either apocryphal or, or you're tired of it or whatever, but there's a video <laughs> floating around of you singing when you're 12 years old that is incredibly, um, you're confident, you're poised, you're in tune, you, you, you swing, it sounds <laughs> great. So I, I'm not at all surprised that you knew what you wanted to do. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's my favorite thing in the um, world. That's great. <laughs> In case you've just joined us, I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town, speaking with Lake Street Dive. And Mike, you're from Philly, and you wound up at, at NEC also, and, and That's right. suddenly you're recruited, and you're ready to rock. Um, did you know what kind of music you were going to play, sort of? Uh, yeah, well, the whole thing with Mike was that he came up with the name and the sound, I guess, before we even played together. And it was going to be a bar band, but we were all, you know, jazz students. Don't throw me under the bus, Calendar. <laughs> <laughs> you, you dug your own grave. <laughs> uh, but uh, so that, that was going to be the idea. It was going to be like avant-garde jazz played at a honky-tonk. So chew on that for a second. And uh, it, it didn't take long for us to chew on it and realize it, it sort of didn't work. Um, so we, like, <laughs> it was just, after that, it was based on the compositions that first Mike and then Bridget started writing. And, you know, as we progressed, they became simpler and less jazzy and, and sort of, you know, more but, focused. But the chops are there and the, and the history is, you know, the broader understanding of, of music and the background is all there. And Bridget, I know you were in a bunch of other bands and even bumped into the string band uh, sort of old time music with Joy Kill Sorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was the first time that I 
played out in Colorado, I think, was w with those guys at, like, Plant Bluegrass Festivals and stuff. Yeah. Great scene. From avant-garde to, to bluegrass, you know, this is, you guys covering some ground already. That's right. So, so recently, things are going really, really well. Um, television shows, Colbert, Ellen, taking it all in stride. <laughs> was either one of them more fun than the other? No. They were both very different, yeah. you know. We had an interview on Colbert, which made the experience extremely nerve-wracking. Um, not that we don't love being interviewed. Um, <laughs> but, uh, good, good yeah, catch, I mean, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they were both totally different, but super fun. And um, th there were a couple of really sort of game-changing events. One was the video you recorded out on the street, the Jackson 5 song. Yeah. I want you back. That just suddenly took off, went viral, and it just introduced you to a whole new audience, right? Could you tell when that thing started gaining steam that this, things were changing? Well, um, I mean, we, no, not quite. It, it took a little bit of time. I mean, we, we could tell that a lot more people were watching it than had ever watched any of other, our videos before because it sort of happened overnight. It went from like, you know, 50,000 views to 300,000 views in a day. And it was just sort of over the year after that happened that we realized that it really resulted in, you know, our shows selling out and us having more fans. And, right. and so, yeah, it really changed the game for us. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. And then there was the concert at uh, Town Hall in New York in conjunction with the Coen Brothers movie, right? Was that another game changer for you guys? Huge, yeah, another, yeah. another big one. Yeah, it was, a, it was a milestone. That's great. <laughs> um, meanwhile, I think that the real story behind your success is, is the music, and so we'd like to get back to some more of that, if that's okay with you. Anything else you want to share with our listeners before we play some more? You guys doing okay? We're doing great. Yeah. yeah well, awesome. with... How are you? I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling included, and, uh, you know, part, you know this, is, <laughs> this, is, this is working well, I think, so far. I was able to cover most of the stuff I was hoping to talk about, so... No, thank you for asking, though. You're the first person in 23 years who's ever asked. <laughs> no kidding. That's too bad. <laughs> that's, that's so Minnesota, isn't it? It's so nice up there. <laughs> Help me welcome back, if you would, Lake Street Dive.
Lake Street Dive. Rachel Price, Mike Olson, Bridget Carney, Mike Calabrese. CD's called Bad Self Portraits and on Signature Sounds. And these guys will be back to play some more music later on in the show. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Avery Brewing Company, a family-owned craft brewery in Boulder, Colorado, making innovative beers since 1993 by blending the art and science of brewing. Craft your journey at averybrewing.com. By Silk Soy Milk, made from natural whole-harvested soybeans, grown without genetic engineering right here in North America. Silk has soy protein, calcium, antioxidants, and omega-3s. Learn more at silksoymilk.com. And by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town. Lake Street Dive is going to be back to play some more music later on. And we've got also Elan Jewell from the great state of Idaho is here with us with her band. But before we um, get back to more music, we're going to introduce you to somebody we got to know with the help of one of our listeners. Uh, every week we get to share stories of people in different communities around the country just doing great things, standing up, trying to make things better right where they are. We learn from these folks, from listeners who, who uh, pass on these stories, and we get to give them some recognition through something called the Ichiban Award. And here's Helen to tell you about this week's winner. Thanks, Nick. Uh, listener Mike Ruth of Alston, Massachusetts, is nominating Jeremy Adams of Houston, Texas, for the Ichiban Award this week. While driving home after his shift at a local radio station, Jeremy saw a billboard for Texas Children's Hospital. He came up with the idea to create a radiothon to raise money for them. Well, it was wildly successful and it became a yearly event. When a young girl that Jeremy had met and befriended through that event passed away from leukemia, he decided to step up his efforts to raise funds for sick and injured children in her memory. Now, Jeremy is an avid video game player, and he's come up with a creative way to engage the rather extensive global gaming community, as it's called, to use their passion for games to help support young patients all over the world. Now, Jeremy's actually here with us in person to tell us about this annual program that he's created. So please join me in welcoming this week's Achievement Award winner from Houston, Texas, Jeremy Adams. How are you, Jeremy? I'm fantastic. So glad you could be here. So uh, it's, Helen says you're an avid uh, video game player. I didn't realize that there's an extensive network of, of people who do that. I'm kind of not in that world. Yeah, actually, uh, gaming has become the number one form of entertainment on Earth um, as of a couple of years ago. Um, it is uh, done by more people than you could possibly imagine, from very young people to even older folks participating in gaming. And so it's one of the highest grossing forms of entertainment on, on Earth. Wow. And for uh, an ignoramus like me, are these games typically played uh, solo or are they played in community with other players or how does it work? 
I mean, games take all kinds of forms. So uh, there's Candy Crush, which people play by themselves on their iPhone, and many people are addicted to, I'm sure. And then there are also social games that you can play where you interact with hundreds of other people at once and, yeah. and participate in very collaborative games. But you figured out a way to, a creative way to raise money through the gaming community. So how did that work? How did that get started? As Helen mentioned, uh, Tori passed away. Victoria Enman was my uh, inspiration. She is my angel. When Tori passed away from leukemia, I had a choice. I, I just knew at that moment that I either had to get completely out of dealing with sick children or I had to throw my whole life at it because I couldn't sit and be a bystander to that. Wow. And so I found um, my best way to contribute. I'm not a doctor. I don't have a college degree, but I can help the smart people do their work by giving them the resources they need to do it. And so um, I went to work with this gaming community that I was uh, very close with and had founded online. And we set out to try to raise money in Tori's memory after she passed away. Yeah. And just so I'm clear, the way to raise money is sort of like sponsoring somebody who's running a marathon or something like that. Is that close? It's, it's a lot like a run or a walk or a bike ride, except there's no caloric output. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of hang out and do your thing. It's really the only major fundraiser that I'm aware of that you can actually do in your underwear. Most people, <laughs> most people do it at, at home. In case you've just joined us, I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town. I'm speaking with our Achievement Award winner this week, Mr. Jeremy Adams. So uh, did you set a goal for that first fund drive that you were doing? I did. We wanted to get a couple hundred friends together online and uh, to raise $10,000. And what ended up happening is that it went viral, and Tori's story really motivated a lot of people. And so that very first year, over 1,200 gamers showed up, and we raised over $120,000. Wow. Over how long a period of time? Uh, 24 hours. Over 24 hours? Yeah. Wow. So. Thanks. So you knew, you knew right then you were onto something. Yeah, yeah, I had a feeling, like, hey, this might work. Um, <laughs> and so uh, over the next few years, um, we, uh, I was able to connect uh, Extra Life with Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, which is a network of 169 children's hospitals. And uh, we were able to allow all gamers to participate on behalf of local kids if they'd like. So this was on the same day the next year? You decided you picked a day and you're doing an annual event? That's right. And so you opened it up to a broader community, 24-hour mm -hmm. window, more people could sign up, and then you're tied to this network of hospitals. And the result was really instantaneous. I mean, people were already excited about being able to play games and help children, mm -hmm. but when they could do it to help local kids, when all the money they raised stayed in their town, no matter where they were at, but they could still participate with people from all over the world, it really changed things. So that next year, uh, 4,500 gamers showed up and raised uh, almost half a million dollars. Wow. In a day. In a day. Yeah. So you mentioned that one of the things that's motivating these gamers is the story and the fact that they're helping kids. Are there other reasons, or do you think that many of these people actually have a connection to either childhood illness in their family or something like that, or they, they just like this story? I originally thought that people were participating because they were either inspired by Tori's story or they just really wanted to do something nice. But what I'm finding out is we almost all have a story. We almost all know someone whose child or our child was touched by uh, an illness or some sort of catastrophic thing that's occurred. And when that happens, these children's hospitals are on the first line of defense and they don't turn anybody away. Right. And so there's thousands of reasons why our gamers participate in Extra Life. Yeah. And what we found in trying to create a fundraiser is that we accidentally created a community. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. In case you've just joined us, I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town. I'm speaking with our Achievement Award winner this week, Mr. Jeremy Adams. 
And so the money's used primarily just for offsetting these costs, primarily for families that can't afford it otherwise, or what's the focus of the fundraising? Well, so the funds go to unrestricted care to the hospitals with the stipulation that they can't be used for uh, marketing or administrative fees. So these funds go in there to help kids. In one town, they may need a, a neonatal intensive care unit to help premature babies who are born in a very small town who, has, who don't have the resources to care for that baby and save its life. We might be buying that there. In another town, we might be helping fund pediatric cancer research. It changes based on the place the money goes, but the money goes where the gamer decides it goes. They get to pick their hospital. Oh, wow. And when did you start all this, Jeremy? This started in 2008. Mm -hmm. And it's just one day a year. It's one day a year. And how many people have participated so far? So far, over 130,000 people have participated. Yeah. And this past year, 43,000 alone participated. And we raised over $4 million last year. In a day? In a day. That's crazy. That's wild. And so, and, and so the life of the program, what's the total amount of money raised so far? We're, uh, with this past year's total, we actually raised more this past year than we had in the previous five years combined. And so we're over $8 million raised for children's hospitals. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's really remarkable. I've so never actually said that out loud in front of people. I got goosebumps, too. Yeah. <laughs> you must be amazed by just the fact that this thing started with such a simple idea and your community, basically, and now it's expanded to so many. And it's kind of limitless, right? That's right. I'm assuming there's a website, Extra Life. Extra-life.org. Extra-life.org. Yeah, if you don't do the other one, you get some weird website. You don't want to go there. Yeah. So um, <laughs> extra-life.org. It takes just a moment to register, and you can raise money in any way you want to. We're really about you doing the things you love to do. I don't care if you play a video game or, or a board game or kick a ball against a wall. I don't care what you do. If that's what you love to do, then do that to help others. Yeah. Oh, that's really such an interesting and liberating concept. Everybody can play. There's really no limitations. It's not limited to this country, even. We have uh, people in 43 different countries that yeah. participate in this. Yeah. And a lot of people um, participate as families. Families use it as a day of play together. I know I have three kids. We're going 100 different directions all the time. And this is one day that we make sure that we're all together. Wow. And we're all having fun and enjoying each other. Wow. Well, you've certainly shown me a different side to this thing that I didn't really know much about, obviously. but. Um, I can see nothing but good things coming from this. So congratulations on starting it and having it work so well <laughs> and having it make such an impact. Over $8 million raised for this kind of help and research and the gamers get to choose and it's just incredible. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. everyone and the chance to share our story. Yeah. Jeremy, thanks so much for coming and sharing your story. We've got a Framed Achievement oh, Award certificate you. for you. And if people want more info, it's extra-life.org. That's this week's winner, Jeremy Adams, founder of Extra Life, using game and gaming to raise money for sick and injured kids. Thanks, Jeremy. Congratulations. Wow. What a wild story. I love that. That's so cool. And, you know, I was talking to Jeremy backstage earlier, and it's all kinds of people from all walks of life, doctors, lawyers, business people, uh, stay-at-home moms, students. It's it, it runs the gamut, um, and it's really cool that everybody's helping out so much. Our special thanks to listener Mike Ruth of Alston, Massachusetts, for nominating Jeremy this week. And if you're listening to the show and you want to find out how you can support Jeremy's work and you just missed uh, us giving his website just now, you can always get his contact information on our website, which is etown.org. And you can also nominate someone for the award there, too, if you're so inclined. Uh, if you know of a cool story that you want to share, they might end up on the air. 
you can feel free to give us your feedback and comments about this segment or the show in general on Twitter, Facebook, or the E-Town blog. You can also write us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Jeremy. That is a crazy, crazy story. We've got more music coming up from Lake Street Dive in just a little while right now. I want to tell you about our next guest. Elin Jewell was born and raised in Idaho, went to college in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is where she started to play guitar and sing out on the streets, and then did a little busking out on Venice Beach and wound up in Boston, where she found her current band members and others and she kind of jumped into the Boston music scene without going through that pesky process of going to music school. Um, she released recently her fifth CD under her own name called Queen of the Minor Key. She's on a roll. She's playing all over the place. We're happy to have her with us here this week along with her band. So please help me welcome to E-Town for her first visit also, Elon Jewell. Thank you. Thanks very much. We're going to start off with a song I just wrote and that we just recorded for a, a new record we're working on. It's called Worried Mind. Been all around this world just to come back to you. shade of blue Oh my love my sweet love and I never had much money and I've never been quite satisfied Thank you. 
Elinug, what a treat to hear you sing and play your own songs all the way from your, your circuitous route from the West back to the West. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> really good to be here. Oh, good. Thank you. Hey, um, you've confessed to a particular fascination for songs in a minor key. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know it was called a minor key, you know, when I was little. I wasn't really studying music theory at first. But um, later on, I kind of put my finger on, oh, that's the sound that I love that kind of even drew me to music in the first yeah. place. I know you did a tribute also um, to Loretta Lynn. So what drew you to that? I would say Beethoven on one side and Loretta Lynn on the other. That leaves kind of a lot of <laughs> musical territory in the middle. That's true. What gave you the, the sort of incentive to go explore the world of Loretta Lynn? Well, you know, that came much later. Um, growing up in Idaho, I thought for the longest time that I didn't like country music because all the country music I was hearing at the time, you know, in the 80s and 90s when I was kind of getting into more modern music was just, you know, mainstream country, which I still don't have an ear for. I don't really care for that. But when I went away to college um, in Santa Fe, I met some folks who were really into Hank Williams. And the first time I heard There's a Tear in My Beer, I thought, now that, if that's country music, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that other stuff. but And so from then, it was kind of a natural progression into Loretta Lynn. And as soon as I heard her, I just thought that that's just like the, the perfect country voice and her songwriting is so fun yeah. and it was mostly her songwriting that drove me to doing the, the tribute album to her i wanted to do all songs that she wrote herself mm -hmm. did you drive to butcher holler and you know try to get back into her <laughs> you know dna of where those songs came from you know we, we did drive near butcher holler <laughs> on one tour and we really wanted to detour and we i think what happened that day was you know i don't know the van broke down or something instead. So logistics sort of dictated that I don't indulge that. Right. That's pretty smart because that's really <laughs> close to stalking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could have gone there for yeah. sure. We were actually really lucky to have Loretta on E-Town with her band. It was quite, a, oh, wow. quite an experience just to have that bus open up and this entire universe of hers just unfolds and comes out on the stage. And it was great. It was really fun. So it's funny, as I understand it, you grew up in Idaho. And your family was slightly counterculture-ish. Yeah. Yeah-ish. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're moving back, right? You've left Boston. You're heading back to Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. To raise your kid. Yep. Jason yep. and I um, bought a house there. Oh, that's cool. Um, it was kind of a drawn-out process, but it's really great to be back out west. It's interesting to me because I have a theory that, that there's this cyclical thing about conservative parents producing rebellious children and hippie parents producing fairly conservative children. <laughs> And here you are, you're married, you're going to have a baby, you bought a house, and you're singing gospel music, <laughs> and you're going back to Idaho. I'm not and sure where I fit in. No, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm testing my theory. But, you know, <laughs> it's not fully formed yet, I promise. Yeah. Well, it's a great adventure. You guys are well on your way, and, and I'm glad you were able to stop by, and we got more music to get to. So thank you for uh, sharing a little bit of your story. Good luck thank with you. the rest of your uh, touring. Meanwhile, let's get back to music. Welcome back, if you would, Elon Jewell. Thank you very much. Um, this next one is from our third record. We're going way back in time now. This is a song I wrote called Rain Roll In.
Elin Jewell, along with her band Jason Beek, her husband on drums and vocals, Jerry Miller on electric guitar, and Johnny Shasha on the bass. The CD is called Queen of the Minor Key, out on Signature Sounds. Elin Jewell, these guys will be back at the very end of the show. This portion of E-Town is made possible by Justin's, based in Boulder, Colorado, makers of nut butters and nut butter-based snacks. Information about Justin's commitment to community and sustainability can be found at justins.com. That's J-U-S-T-I-N-S dot com. And by Mama Chia, offering nutrient-rich organic foods and beverages powered by Chia. Mama Chia donates 1% of gross sales to support farmers, community groups, and organizations building healthy local food systems. Learn more at mamachia.com. That's M-A-M-M-A-C-H-I-A dot com. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I want to say hello to our listeners who hear E-Town on stations like WLKC, The River in Campton Hollow, New Hampshire, on KTIM, KTIM in St. George, Utah, and WGCS in South Bend, Indiana. Thanks for tuning in. As usual, I want to remind you all, if you want more information about any of our guests this week, if you want to connect with our Achievement Award winner, if you'd like to see videos or photographs of this week's program, or hear it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again which would not surprise me. Uh, you can do all that stuff at etown.org. You can also find out how to get tickets to live shows and uh, other things. Elon Jewell is going to be back at the end right now. Would you please help me welcome back to the stage, Lake Street Dive. We're going to do a cover now for you. This is a Paul McCartney song.
it for you right now. Thank you. What a band, Lake Street Dive.
Bridget Carney on the bass and vocals, Mike Calabrese on the drums and vocals, Mike Olson on guitar, trumpet, vocals, Rachel Price on the lead vocals. The CD is called Bad Self Portraits. Wow. We've got time for one more song. We're going to get everybody out here on stage for this last number. I want to thank all our guests. Thanks to Elon Jewell from the great state of Idaho coming out here with her excellent band. Thanks to our award winner, Jeremy Adams, turning the gaming community into a force for good in the world. One day a year, just spectacular story. Thanks to Helen and the E-Tones. Thanks to Lake Street Dive. Our crew, our staff, volunteers, thanks to all of you. We've got one more song picked out for you. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. is produced by a donor-supported, non-profit organization with help from all of our fine staff and recorded live at E-Town Hall. To comment about the program, make an Achievement Award nomination, or get tickets to a live taping, send an email to info at etown.org, or visit our website, etown.org, or connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or the E-Town blog.
Distribution of E-Town is made possible by our family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. This is a production of the E-Town Radio Network. Hi, this, this is, is Cold Shot. Shot at KDRTLP in Davis, California. Stay tuned for Davis Music Connections to get the scoop on all your favorite local artists. I will become love.